a day of design with STEM Connector and NASA. I'm Tanya Hall and joining me is Dr. Joe Weber, founder and CEO of POD and CEO of STEM Connector. Welcome, Dr. Weber. Thank you, Tanya. You're a quantum physicist, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It sounds strange when you said it like that, but yes, I guess I am, yes. Well, well, tell us a little bit about your background and explain STEM Connector for us. Sure, sure. Well, you can probably tell by my accent. I'm not originally from these parts. I, uh, I came from the United Kingdom and uh, I studied quantum physics way back in the day. Um, and uh, at, at the time I studied it, I really was one of one woman on the planet doing it. It was very male dominated. That's, that's opened up a lot now. Um, but after doing a PhD in quantum physics and quantum mechanics, and it's, it's fascinating when you, you really get into study that, I could spend quite a bit of time on that. Um, but really, you know, looking at where Einstein um, died unhappy in many ways because he didn't have his grand unified theory. He couldn't unify the thoughts of large objects um, and how large objects behave with subatomic and how things move at this and behave at the subatomic level. So super interesting stuff. Um, STEM Connector, I am the CEO of STEM Connector and Connector is the key here. We're focused on science, technology, engineering and math. And what we do is we help um, a lot of our corporations are large companies that have a need for STEM talent. Um, STEM currently powers about 67% of US companies uh, need STEM talent. And it's a challenge, particularly when you've got certain companies like Google and Amazon. I mean, America is the land of technology and there's just a huge need for this STEM talent. And what we do is we help uh, these corporations connect to the next generation of STEM talent coming through and also help them really try and gain a diverse and equitable a STEM community. What is the Day of Design program and how did you team up with NASA for 2021? I mean, who was NASA, who at NASA contributed and, and maybe what were their topics? Well, the, I'm pretty passionate about the Day of Design program. The Day of Design is where we directly connect uh, organizations and corporations with uh, the education. So it could be in some cases, we did one program in 2000, uh, I'm getting my because 2020 was such a bust, wasn't it? I think it was 2019, we did, actually it was 2020, we did a program about cybersecurity. So it took a large company and we went into schools and we taught cybersecurity and had a cybersecurity challenge that was age appropriate. So you think about cybersecurity, we've just seen the colonial pipeline breach and that won't be the last, right? These are, we are so dependent on these large oil and gas pipelines, snake in the country. Imagine if that pipeline had gone down for six days in the middle of winter. You're talking about hospitals, schools, everything losing power potentially. So cybersecurity is going to be just a really big part of STEM for the next foreseeable future. Um, and what we did is we took this program into schools and even at the elementary level, we went to the elementary school kids and we were like, okay, go find grandma and go to this app and ask her what her password is and then help grandma pick a password that is meaningful to her, but really difficult for anyone else to guess. So I, I love that some of these programs get down to, you know, what, try and make it age appropriate so everybody can start to understand uh, the significance of these things. Um, the NASA program was even more special. 
Um, NASA just landed the rover on Mars. And I think, uh, you know, most of us in the STEM community are just amazed. You know, that little rover flew 290 million miles to softly touch down on that Martian soil. What an amazing feat, right? And the whole world is at home with the pandemic going on. And, you know, just to see this, it was just such so uplifting. And NASA wanted to really reach out to schools and particularly schools, underprivileged schools, uh, schools where you have a lot of underrepresented folks. And what we did was we took them out into a whole series of schools where the free school lunch quota was like between 60 and 99%. So you know you're reaching very, very impoverished schools. Um, and they gave us a couple of their engineers. They gave us a space suit systems engineer who was designing the backpacks. And the kids absolutely loved her. And, you know, at the end of it, on one of the sessions, there were about 250 kids. And the teacher asked the kids, what do you want to do when you're, you're older? What does everyone want to do? They wanted, they were like, I want to be a spacesuit systems engineer. They wanted to work on the backpacks. So it was tremendous. And in another one, we took an African-American lady uh, from NASA who had a, just a wonderful story. And she'd come from a very, very small town in Mississippi and was now working at NASA. And what a great voice for these kids. And it was actually the, when they listed the key things at the end of it, that was one of them that they got to see this young African-American woman who was now representing NASA. And she'd come from kind of similar backgrounds to, to they had single mother and just a wonderful story to put out there. Um, and then with each one of these day of design programs, we, we do a challenge and we leave some things for the kids. So they get to kind of carry on and do, and do a bit more. And we did that with the NASA programs. We reached, I think we reached about 11,000 school children um, over the last two months with the NASA day of design. How important is role model mentorship in STEM education? I think, you know, that's a, that's a great question. And when you look at role models, um, I think a lot of the times you've got these kids and I've, I've, I've worked with these kids. I'll give you one kid, an example of one kid. He was fishing in a lake every night to try and get some food to eat. And this lake was incredibly polluted, but he had a single parent who was abusing substances. And he basically, from a young age, was trying to take care of himself. So when you've got kids like that, that every day they're just trying to survive, they're just trying to get enough food to eat to get to the next day, um, it's difficult for them to dream big. You know, they don't have parents at home saying, you know, you're going to go to university, college, you're going to do this. So I think it's incredibly important to put people in front of them who've maybe walked the same journey with, that they are walking and that they can see that it is possible for them to have a brighter future. So we, we encourage this. We've got part of STEM Connector is called Million Women Mentors. And uh, since 2014, when it was established, we've actually completed around 2.5 million mentoring relationships. And what we're doing is it, the mentors are not always women. A lot of them are but it's about showing uh, young girls and women that there are opportunities for them. There are careers for them in STEM. Explain the STEM Connector Network and how you support STEM education. So, you know, STEM Connector is most, I'd say it's a, a lot of 
um, the Fortune 500 in North America. It's companies that really care about STEM. And uh, most of them, you know, have a heavy need for STEM. You know, I'll give you an example of a STEM Connector customer, Walmart, you know, a Fortune 2 company. <laughs> um, and, you know, I think a lot of, I think it's something like 90% um, of the American population lives within 30 minutes of a Walmart. So they've really become America's store. Um, it's where America goes to buy things. And a lot of people see them in that vein. But if you think about it, they're running one of the biggest logistics operations on the planet. So they have a deep need uh, for STEM talent. And they also need to have a diverse STEM workforce. So these are our customers like that. NASA's a customer of ours as well. Um, a lot of these corporations, Pepsi-Cola, you know, they're looking to, part of Pepsi is looking at how do we feed the planet? between now and the next 30 years, the population of our planet is gonna go up by 25%. We're gonna go from 7.7 .7 billion to just under 10 billion people. You know, you've never seen an expansion like that. It, and I would argue right now, we're not doing a brilliant job of feeding the planet. So we've got these corporations that really care about addressing the very STEM-centric issues that are coming in front of us over the next few years. Where can people go to find out about membership in STEM Connector? Sure. So we're, we're stemconnector.com. Um, and uh, my, if anyone wants to catch up with me personally, I'm uh, joe at pod.io. Um, and uh, as, you, as you mentioned earlier, I, I help, you know, we have two corporations here. We have Pod, which is a, a global networking technology. And we have STEM Connector, which is all about the STEM community. Dr. Joe Weber, founder and CEO of POD, as you mentioned, and CEO of STEM Connector. Thanks again for joining us, Joe. Well, thank you so much, Tonya. Absolutely. And find and subscribe to more of my interviews right here on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or at tonyahall.net. Thanks for watching.